Hi everyone, just a quick trigger warning before the episode starts. We are having quite an in-depth conversation about some sensitive subjects. We do talk about mental health, domestic violence, suicide, so wanted to let you guys know before we uh, we get into it. Hopefully you'll take something away from it and uh, enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode four of Mecca's A Brew. I'm Anna. And I'm Naomi. Um, and here we are today. Um, so fourth episode, going really well so far, or so we think. Um, <laughs> tell us if you disagree. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about probably something a little bit different to what we'd normally talk about. So we're going to... Um, be having a little discussion on mental health um, just because at the moment when we were deciding on topics we just felt like it was really topical mm-hmm. just with everything going on in the world so yeah so we've been asking a few questions and stuff on the gram um, yeah which you've probably all seen so yeah that's what we're going to be talking about yeah I think it's uh, it's quite important so um obviously we don't want to take away from you know being light-hearted and stuff but we do think it's quite important to talk about so yeah Yeah. and obviously like little disclaimer we're not professionals do you know (laughs) what I mean um neither of us have any medical background other than I've been through first aid training but I'm not sure that that (laughs) (laughs) I've even done that (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure that that qualifies me like but yeah um like Naomi said not not as light-hearted as we'd normally go but still very important given everything that's going on so yeah um before we start right before you even ask me I've got a coffee again I just just don't know what to say if I'm honest literally I'm thinking of just not even coming back to this podcast because every week I feel like an absolute fraud I feel like it's added pressure on me as well to, I have to have one to make up for it. Well, do you know what? I am who I am. That's all I can say to that. Yeah. And you know, no one's perfect, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's one way of putting it, Naomi. <laughs> um, cool. So should we kick off? Aye. Ah, go on then, make us a brew. Right, so, mental health. Yes. We were just saying, we don't know really where to start with it. There's so much to, like, talk about, and I think it's something that's affecting everyone, isn't it? Like, I'm I'm quite happy to share, it definitely impacts me, pandemic or no pandemic. But I think, like, COVID and, and Lockie D have definitely made it worse. Like, this is the most difficult lockdown that I think we've had 100 percent 100 percent most people I've spoken to they've said that the third one's been the hardest and I don't know if it's like the time of year or the fact that we've had to have a third lockdown or and I think it's just it's talked about a lot now which is good it's bad that it's talked about because it means more people are impacted but I think it's good that people are sort of opening up more and talking about it and like the other night, the Meghan and Harry thing. Oh, God. Not, 
and uh, not putting any of our views out there around it. But, you know, mental health clearly played a big part in in that interview. Yeah. Um, and it sounded like it was ignored, which, you know, it, that's not OK. Yeah. Someone's expressing those kind of feelings. What What do you think about that? I think, I mean, on the whole, on the whole lockdown thing, um, I definitely agree that this lockdown has definitely been the hardest one. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's a combination of things that you've said. I think one, because we're in a third lockdown, to the fact that COVID is still going on a yeah. year on, you know, like in, in two weeks time will have been like, you know affected by covid properly like from the first lockdown last year so it's been like a full year yeah um and i also think that the time of year because you know the weather's shocking so you can't even you know one i can't remember which lockdown it was was it the first or yeah it was the first one where it was like cracking the flags outside like I remember I was working from home and I was like literally sat in my garden working from home because I'd normally have worked from my conservatory but it was too hot so I was just sat outside like in my shorts and that just having the best time (laughs) um but now like it's just miserable outside and you know the whole go for a walk and I know I've said it on here before but go for a walk no like (laughs) I I value my life too much I'm not about to go out and get frostbite um so yeah so I just think it's a combination of things this time and you know fingers crossed it'll start to ease a little bit on the 12th of um April yeah but it's still not gonna be normal is it and I think I mean the whole Meghan Markle thing you know some people believe it some people won't that's fine but either way I just think it says a lot about mental health and you know like the way have you seen like the Queen's statement the Queen had come out and say you know we're very disappointed that this has happened and yeah uh, you know we'll we'll be investigating it as a family or I can't remember the exact wording or something but but you sometimes think well it might have been too late to do that yeah um and you know I mean none of us will ever know what what it would have been like to be in their position because none Mm -hmm. of us are part of a royal family but like yeah and and the bit where like I don't know, sorry if it's like spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, but like when Harry was saying um, my dad and my brother are trapped and stuff, I just thought like that must be so difficult for them. It's like you're so privileged and you have everything, but you also have the ability to do nothing. Yeah, it's almost just like you're in a fancy prison, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think mental health all round is definitely being talked about more which is absolutely brilliant but I'm still not sure that enough is being done about it from like a government perspective because the mental health services are still under pressure and they were under pressure before COVID you know and anybody that you speak to that's tried to get any sort of counselling you know whether it's been through the NHS or private like I know people who have tried to go private as well and have had such trouble yeah. like months and months on the wait list and sometimes you know it, it's horrible and it's unfortunate but months and months is just too long and like um 
and one of my friends at work was saying they live in Ireland and they'd said that in the town where they live, there had been more deaths from suicide during COVID than actual COVID deaths. That's shocking. Don't you think? Um, That's and really then, shocking. And, I, and I'd seen a statistic somewhere that said mental health has gone up by 50% since COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just think we'll be paying the mental health price for this for years to come. Oh, yeah, now, definitely. And, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, personally, I believe that lockdown is the right thing to do because I'd rather it be, like, a, a short-term pain for a long-term gain kind of thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I also think, you know, I've got family members who have been really badly affected mental health-wise mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's just, it's tough, isn't it? I think it's just, yeah. I don't, don't know anybody who hasn't been affected like you say no I don't and you know there's there's different severities as well like some people it, it's really really impacted and you know they might not have ever experienced like poor mental health before and now this has hit them like a ton of bricks and you know mm. some of these people don't know where to turn either and I don't think it's very clear like where to turn and yeah. like you were saying you know there's only so much money in they and they need it these mental health like services and if they don't have the money they rely on volunteers but you know yeah. they're people as well they're going to be impacted i know like i've done courses on mental health awareness and stuff but i'm not yeah. i'm not a medical professional and like it impacts me as well there's only so much you can you can take on yourself because we're, we're all experiencing the lockdown aren't we it's um it's a difficult one and I really like I'm really passionate about like mental health awareness and yeah and trying to help people and you know making sure people know it's all right to talk and it's normal if you like to talk yeah um but you can't force people can you and everyone experience this is the problem it's not a one-size-fits-all no definitely and like I know like me and you have spoken recently about like some mental health stuff and some people don't even realize that they're going through like mm-hmm. stuff do you know what I mean um and and how can you sort of help somebody who doesn't think that anything's wrong but you being close to that person know that there's yeah. something you know something's a little bit off or they seem a bit more down or you know whatever I mean I know it's you know it's the nature of the beast everybody's a bit down recently but you you know sometimes when you're with somebody a lot and speak to them daily you can spot signs of a change and stuff you notice the change definitely definitely and you know but what can you do if you know you've approached it with that person and you know they're not willing to accept that anything's wrong Mm -hmm. I think we're quite lucky that we work for a company don't we that does do a lot around mental health and like resilience and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like I've done quite a few courses on on like resilience and stuff in work and there is some good stuff there but sometimes you know you're only human you can only take so much oh yeah definitely and sometimes you can be bombarded can't you like Mm. you want to know the support but then you don't want to get to a point where there's too much to choose from because then yeah you, you don't really know where to go and then you're more than likely to not take up any because you might depending on what kind of mental state you're in you might think well actually how do I know this is right or what if I'm missing out yeah. on this so I'll just not bother with any of it it can feel overwhelming can't yeah, it yeah. like yeah 
yeah like I'm quite comfortable to talk about like mental health and stuff and I'm very open about it um and I like to think I I try and do what I can to try and help poor mental health but Mm. not everyone is that comfortable because I think there is still like a massive stigma attached to it yeah I'd I'd probably say like you defo are comfortable speaking about it and stuff but like for me I feel like I'm the opposite because like it's never really I don't know if it's because I'm an Aries or what but it's like not in my nature to show any signs of weakness but realistically mental health isn't a weakness but that's so hard for me to like yeah you know like come out of of my set views on that for myself personally but when it comes to others like I'm 100% like you know please speak to me if there's anything blah 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 here's where you can get support you know when I know that where they can go and stuff but for me personally I I struggle and I always have that thing of oh well I don't want to say anything because I don't want to burden so and so because they've probably got their own stuff going on they don't need to be thinking about me and my stuff like I don't I don't know I don't even know why I've got that mentality but then if somebody else do but then like if somebody else say that was you being that way and like months later you said to me oh by the way like I'm not okay this is what's going on I'd be fuming that you'd not told me yeah you know what I mean so be the same and I think you know we probably do speak every day but the mind day we don't but I think we could both tell if something wasn't yeah wasn't right but there are some people and they're really good at putting up that front yeah because they think the same they don't want to burden anyone they, they do see it as a weakness but anything and I know it's a, it's a lot to take in and it's a lot to get your head around it's not a weakness if you can admit that something's wrong and you need yeah. to have, it's actually the complete opposite agreed because I think agreed. it takes a lot of courage and a lot of like you've got to have a lot about you to be able to say I need help I'm not okay one million percent completely agree like I completely agree with that and when like when you say it that makes complete sense but like I remember in the very first lockdown like because we were all still like so scared and stuff like I do feel people were more strict with it so like people didn't go out and see the families whereas now I think people observe most of it but are probably more relaxed than Mm -hmm. we should be um but I remember in that first lockdown turning around and saying to Dan I'm going to come out of this with depression because like the thought of the isolation and just not being able to go anywhere do anything see anyone and especially because like obviously my mum and dad live abroad as well Mm -hmm. that like normally you know we'd see them every month or well probably every two months three months but the thought of that not being an option was really scary for me yeah and like you know we are just lucky that we live in a society now where like FaceTime, Zoom, Teams, WhatsApp, blah, blah, blah. All that is an option for us. It's not you know, the same though, is it? Yeah, it isn't the same. It defo isn't the same, but it could be. Like, I always think it could be worse. We could be, like, in the 1800s having to send letters by pigeon. Oh, yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, um, it could be worse from that perspective, but we are in a position where we have got, like, good communication and stuff. But yeah. you're right, it isn't the same. Um, you know for for me I think one of the things that I've probably struggled with is obviously 
my little boy Luca who's who's like two now my family have probably missed out on quite a lot of his second year do you know what I mean because we've not been like my grandma and granddad haven't seen him since he was like what he must have been about seven months old yeah um and all the developed loads in that time yeah he's he's like a proper like little boy now with a personality and stuff whereas you know stuff stuff like that does play on my mind and then there's the other aspect of it like I also feel bad for the baby because he would have probably been having loads of play dates and would be going to like those sensory um you know like like wacky warehouse back in the day and stuff I don't even know what you were taking him swimming as well yeah so he hasn't been swimming for months like he's missed out on a huge social aspect as well um socializing with other kids obviously he does still go to nursery we are lucky that the nurseries are still open and that but like he only goes like two and a half days a week so the other you know the other days of the week he's literally just seeing us and maybe like Dan's Mm mum and you know because she has him like a couple of days a week but that has been really tough um yeah yeah. Uh, and yeah I imagine like even for the people who because obviously like schools and stuff have been closed mm-hmm. and like people who have had to like homeschool the kids while trying to maintain like a full-time job and stuff or you know not being able to home work but your kids are at home and having to try find childcare when you're supposed to be not seeing anybody yeah like that must be so tough so and I, tough. I, bet, um, I can't even imagine to be honest what what it feels like and from like my point of view obviously I I've not had to worry about that kind of thing and in a way in a weird way I've kind of got used to lockdown I don't like the not seeing things but like it's all we've known now for a year um Mm. I remember as well it's so weird like the beginning of March last year before lockdown um I was still traveling for work yeah and I remember being in another part of the country for work and uh, everyone was like dead panicked about COVID. I was like, oh, guys, just keep washing your hands. We'll be fine. It'll be gone in like a few weeks. Just make yeah. sure, you know, you're wiping stuff and you're washing your hands. And then, like, look where we are. I genuinely thought it was just going to be like other countries and, and we'd be all right. Yeah. So in a way, I've kind of got used to it. What, what's bothering me now, what's playing on my mind, is what it's going to be like coming out of lockdown. Oh, God. Like, June literally gives me anxiety because... Yeah. I don't know that people are just going to be able to go back and live normal life. Like, like at what point? So, like, now when I'm in the supermarket, I am staying away from people in the supermarket. Yeah. I'm you know still going mean? to do that come June. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, how can... Or, like, even being able to, like, give one of your mates a hug when you see them. Like, are we going to be doing that again? I like, mean, we, we didn't hug anyway, so we'll be all right. But, like, I do know yeah. some people, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to, to have a hug. And I'm like, I'm I'm quite an anxious person anyway. And I think when it comes to June, like, obviously it's going to be, you know, summer, it's going to be nice weather, stuff's going to be up and you can do stuff. Yeah. You know, if I take a day off work, I can actually go do something. But, like, I'm also really worried about the amount of people. Mm it's going to make me really like socially aware and socially anxious and the fact that yeah. 
you know, is saying that we don't, we won't have to wear masks and you won't have to socially distance. In my head, I'm quite a logical thinker. I can't understand how mid March we're still in lockdown, wearing masks. You know, you can only just yeah. go meet one other person for a walk or whatever in the park. Come like a few months down the line, you're not going to have to wear masks. You're not going to have to socially distance and everything's going to be open as normal. There's no curfews yeah. or anything. But I think. I mean, so I have the same anxieties, but then I try to think about it logically around like the whole, yeah, but hopefully the majority of us who have wanted to be will have been vaccinated by then. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're not saying, oh my God, so it's going to come like June and all of a sudden coronavirus is no longer going to exist. Oh yeah, it's always going to be. It's just going to be like blue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I try to think about that in my head, but like mine isn't so much the social anxiety thing of it I guess I think mine is more habit so like I'm I'm in the habit of doing nothing doing or not doing these things yeah. now and like how do you then break that cycle to bring it back to normality and that's what that's what worries me as well like is my child going to grow up thinking that affection from other not having affection from others is normal yeah like do you know what I mean so like say for example we saw you in the street now you probably wouldn't like hug Luca whereas six months ago well not six months ago but like pre-covid a year ago you would have like had him and like do you know what I mean being carried around and Craig would have been messing about with him and blah 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 but now and like kids don't know either, so like it, you don't know how it's going to impact them either. Do you? The fact that if they are used to having someone like pick them up or play yeah. with them, and all of a sudden now they can't. It's um, yeah, it's a lot to, it's a lot to sort of digest. I'm quite worried about, and you know, this is this is not a major worry. It's something so minor. Yeah, but it does play on my mind, and it, I think it does bother my mental health, and the it's sort of a catch-22 because I cannot wait for the gyms to open. Yeah. Cannot wait because I didn't realise until I couldn't go to the gym how much it was helping me. Yeah. But I'm also really worried because it's been, what, since November, beginning yeah, of November? Yeah. yeah. So that that's worrying me a little bit because when I was at the gym as well, when it was open before, even through the other lockdowns, mm you know I was that person I was getting like all the tissue paper all the spray I was proper like deep cleaning the machines before I were using them yeah yeah and and afterwards as well because I thought well you know just in case someone else is using it I want to make sure it's clean and clean stuff for like them. that but then I'd see other people and they'd go use it they won't clean it before they wouldn't clean it after and like I wouldn't stop thinking about it. and that's what worries me a little you know bit what, well. though, do you know what's disgusting about that so like even even pre- all that like if I use something so like I'm not a massive cardio person I'll go and do weights as you know but like if I was using a weight obviously you're still sweating I'm not being funny but I don't want I'm not leaving (laughs) my sweat on there for somebody else (laughs) do you know what I mean so like the thought of either leaving me sweat or not wiping somebody else's sweat makes me one of them oh yeah no the so i don't bring people at the gym i know i know honestly yeah yeah not for me but yeah just i don't know it is an odd one i think 
you know people say a lot about the new norm like that's the that's the phrase that gets thrown about isn't it the new norm but like I don't want the new norm I want the old norm like I I just want to be able to behave like a human being but you know what like I wonder do you remember like well I'm saying do you remember obviously not because we won't have been alive but you know like (laughs) when when they had like the plague or the Spanish flu yeah I remember it yeah do you remember that yeah (laughs) Um, oh they were hard times then but like I wonder I wonder what it was like for them like did they go through the same social anxieties coming out of I don't think they had necessarily the same lockdown restrictions (laughs) but I'm pretty sure like there's pictures of like people with masks on and stuff at the time and whatever so they probably didn't have as much knowledge like we don't still have all the Mm. knowledge do we about covid but they won't have had, they don't have the technology or the the medical stuff to, the yeah. to know about it. So they probably didn't know the extremes of it. And, you know, yeah. they didn't have Zoom, you know, the good times where we didn't, we didn't use Zoom. What do you think about like, um, so, you know, like the whole thing about people in like um, abusive relationships and stuff like domestic abuse and like the rise in domestic abuse since covid um it's shocking and it's not shocking Mm. it's shocking because you know I do wish there was something that I could do or there was things in place that made it easier so I've seen stuff on Facebook and it's like if you're in one of these kind of you know relationships message me asking how much my makeup is Mm. and I need you know you need help and stuff like that yeah yeah but then I'm not shocked because people are stuck at home yeah you know what where can they go that's it in it and like you know like I I watch all these things on telly you know like on BBC little like documentaries and stuff about mental health and abusive relationships and stuff and like one of the things I remember from this one documentary was like you know like women's refuge Mm -hmm. um how little space there is in women's refuge and and this is like pre-covid do you know what I mean so the like first come first serve, aren't they? Yeah, they just, yeah. just deal with it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like now, because that will be heightened, um, you know, th- there is probably women who will have or you know, even men, not just women, yeah. but who will have experienced um an even tougher time mm-hmm. now because you with that person potentially all day every day that would maybe now take the step to go and leave but yeah. can't because the restrictions like, yeah the the restrictions and the physically is nowhere to go in terms of like you know like a, ch- a charity or a government support agency yeah. like women's refuge or whatever so just like on the back of that as well like because I watch all those documentaries and you hear about like the women's refuges and and stuff like that but like you say it's not just women is it it's men but mm. i've never heard of like you know a safe house for men yeah yeah or yeah. anything like that and again i think if we talk about men's mental health because you know men women whoever you are it will impact you but men don't talk about it as much oh i don't God, have any yeah. like statistics but then i also think you know, if you see like adverts and stuff like that and talk about these kind of vulnerabilities, whether it's, you know, domestic abuse or whether it's mental health, it's always the the women that are the victim. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, 
I don't know the statistics, but I assume, you know, the women's one is higher. Yeah. But when you talk about things like, you know, the, the impact of mental health and what what the outcome is, the men's ones tend to be worse because, you know, in general, men don't feel comfortable enough to talk about it or there yeah, is yeah. that support out there. And that's really, really sad. Yeah. I, listen, I genuinely think men's mental health is downplayed so yeah. much. Like, it it's actually shocking. And, like, a lot of that is, is like, bred through society because, you know even I sometimes catch myself like with the baby and stuff being like oh don't cry you're a big boy and you know like you know like little things like that so it's like instilled in in like men from early on you know you're strong you don't need to worry about that or you know boys don't cry or things like that so sometimes I catch myself doing it with Luca and I really try hold back on it but I think like men's mental health I just don't think there's enough voiced around it so like Mm -hmm. you know obviously there is specific men's mental health charities and stuff but it's like they're not the loudest ones that you hear about um you know even even some of like the big mental health charities like mind for example yeah you know everything on there is quite generic when you go onto their website I think Mm -hmm you know you probably could find something around men's mental health but you'd probably have to dig a little bit for it um and and I just think that's really sad I think that's really really sad that you know they most men already don't feel comfortable talking about it but actually there's not really a huge like support network around it and it's almost like you know that they already don't feel comfortable and it's almost like whatever's out there is also saying yeah you shouldn't be feeling comfortable talking about Mm. it keep it to yourself yeah and I know there's like some celebs that are really sort of like on it with yeah with the mental health and and stuff I think that Gareth Thomas that rugby player he's done some stuff and do you know what I think it's amazing if if these men can get out there and say do you know what there's nothing wrong with saying that you're not all right and you need help you know we should do it more and there is loads of documentaries about about stuff like that and I'm just intrigued by them like to watch them because I want to like broaden my own knowledge but I think it makes me feel like you know what it's actually quite normal to experience poor mental health yeah I think there's probably more people that have poor mental health than you know they're absolutely fine I don't think I know anyone who is just 100% fine you know they're not impacted by it I think at some point you know whether it's yourself or you know somebody in in your immediate circle I don't Mm -hmm. know anybody that's not being touched by mental health in some way whether personal or or whether it's like your family or whatever and you know I don't see given given that so many people are affected by it if not everybody in some way is affected by it how can there still be a stigma around it I know. And what bothers Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And what bothers me is yeah, people talk about it, but it's like something prompts it. So like for example, when that Jessie from Little Mix did her documentary, everyone started talking about it, then it went quiet. Um, you know, with what happened to Caroline Flack was horrible. And you know, everyone talked about it, it went quiet again. 
the Meghan now, Markle Ma- thing. Exactly, everyone's talking about it now because of Meghan, but how long before it goes quiet again? Why is it not a consistent conversation? Yeah, yeah. It should, it should be. I, you know, there's there's people, like you said, I'm quite happy to open up about, you know, mental health and stuff, and I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'm not bothered. And I've got some other friends. I, I know that I can drop them a message and say, you know what, I'm not all right. Yeah, yeah. This is what's bothering me. Um. And, like, I'll talk to my mum and stuff about it. And, like, my dream is that other people will feel like that. Yeah. I just think, in reality, though, we're so far away from that. Yeah, I agree. And like, it's I, I don't know. I I don't know if it if in my lifetime I'll ever see it be that open. No. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's really sad because, actually, it's probably the, you know, one of the only things that we have in common like in humanity yeah mental health do you know what I mean where whether it's good mental health or bad mental health you know um it's just sad that we can't all talk about it I guess yeah and I think it's not yeah you want to share what what's going on but you know I think you've said it on like a previous episode about I think when we talked about social media people share the good stuff yeah well people should also share the bad stuff yeah, because you know sometimes that might be someone's cry for help, and all it takes is for one person to say you okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. know if you've seen it. There's like a thing, and it's like ask twice. So when you know when you ring someone up or you see someone like, oh, you all right? And they go, yeah. But you can tell they're not, so you, you're supposed to ask again to get them to like proper. Yeah, up yeah, up. yeah. And like, I'll I'll spend as you know I could spend days talking about mental health and and trying to help people where I can um. You know, even if it's just being someone for them to vent to or to listen yeah. to, because sometimes it just takes a weight off your shoulders, just getting it off your chest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the, there's like some, you know, not just talking about it, but like I even know like um, people who have like suffered with like anxiety before and stuff or mm-hmm. like depression, writing down the feelings where yeah. they don't feel comfortable talking about yeah. it and stuff. journaling is supposed to be really yeah. good for that kind of stuff isn't it i think that's like a part of like cognitive behavior yeah. therapy and stuff isn't it um yeah. journaling and like um uh, you know i'll say it again like we work for a company that are really like hot on mental health and mm-hmm. you know there's loads of support out there and blah 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 and like one of the things i remember was like um part of journaling but also writing down like as you go in as you go in through so like your therapy or whatever or your resilience stuff and Mm -hmm. writing down how you feel on day one before you start using the techniques and then how you feel on like the end of that week and blah 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 and really seeing that improvement and I remember one of the girls that I knew that was doing it saying to me like four weeks down the line she was like I thought I'd made no progress but now when I look back yeah at the things that were stressing me then and the things that stress me now I can see just how far I've come and even that in itself has made me feel better yeah sometimes so, you just need that reflection don't you yeah and it yeah. does take time I mean I'll be honest journaling sounds like my absolute cup of tea yeah yeah but I don't like doing it it Why? does nothing I don't know and it's really weird because you know me really well and like I love all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. but I do not like journaling I've tried it I've tried it a couple of times and I just don't I don't like it but I still do like to reflect I'll just do it like mentally and I just think actually do you know what I'm not 
I'm not that worse off. There's people a lot worse yeah. off than me, and it could be a, you know, a lot worse. And like at the weekend, I went for a walk on the Saturday, and I'll be honest, I didn't want to go. I really didn't want to go, but I did. And like I just felt so much better. Not that you know it cures all your problems getting a bit of fresh air, but it did help. There was a bit of sunshine and yeah. Definitely. Me and Craig went. I'd been stuck in the house for like four days or something like that. Me and Craig just went out. I don't know if we'd gone to the shop or gone for a walk or whatever. When we came back, I noticed my mood has changed. And I said to him, I was like, have you seen how much my mood has improved mm. Like since I've been outside? And I think sometimes we just have to take those little quick wins. That's what I mean. Like with journaling, like for me, journaling is literally my worst nightmare because <laughs> like, I think once it's on paper, it's real. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, I'm like one of these. I'm a denier. Do you know what I mean? So that's your like, mindset, then, and it you need to try yeah, and work on yeah. your mindset. Like I will know when something's bothering me, like when I'm anxious about something or whatever, and I will literally try push that to the back of my mind yeah. and not think about it and just like you know, like sweeping it under the rug kind of thing. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. So like journaling for me would be my worst nightmare because it's there in black and white yeah which Uh, isn't great but obviously another way to think of it because I'll be honest I probably used to be like that I'd try and like think do you know what I'm all right I'm right and it took Mm. me a while to say like I'm not okay and writing down like I said it does nothing for me but if if you write it if the reason you didn't write it down was because like you didn't want to admit it writing it down might make you think okay well I'm gonna do something about it it just gets solved quicker yeah maybe you you are probably right you are probably right but like I mean at the moment I feel like I'm probably in an okay state given yeah life yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, it like, could be worse it could be worse and and that is literally my view on things I always think well so-and-so's got it worse than me so why like why would I even complain about that because yeah, there's, there's pros X, and cons. Y and Z. There's pros and cons to that though. Because the pros are that you're trying to see the positive by saying, actually, you know, I'm not that bad. Yeah. And it's almost putting that pressure on yourself saying, Well, why are you feeling that way when yeah. you know you don't have it that bad and that could make you feel worse? No, definitely. And and you are right. You are right. I think it's it's a coping mechanism, but it's not the right coping mechanism. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just do what works for you, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah. You, I think you've started to open up a little bit more in terms of like mental health and stuff, and that's all. I've noticed a massive difference in terms of just you talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that in turn is going to make you feel better in in the long run. The fact that you know you've got a way to just at least not keep it to yourself 100% like even like recently when we had a chat like about mental health and stuff um like I literally felt once it was off my chest I like like you could breathe a bit yeah yeah and like I don't think I've ever really had that feeling about it before which is really weird isn't it um but then I don't think I've ever opened up like that before either yeah um so I think yeah I think you are right people do need to you know from from my own experience people do need to be more open about it and communicate but it's just about taking that first step with yeah you know, and like it's easier said than done and uh, yeah it's easy to say yeah talk about it but you know you've got to um do your step 
just we're on a first time at the minute do you need to sneeze <laughs> yeah I do need to sneeze but I think I've held it back <laughs> I didn't know she wanted to sneeze or cry <laughs> oh god yeah I'm gonna burst into tears now um, um yeah it's easier said than done and you've just got to take it at like your own pace haven't you and, and just know that like you know if your family and friends care about you they'll be there to listen yeah of course of course and if not you know there's there's a million different like support networks and like I'm happy to like post some of them on our Instagram page as yeah, support because that's something I proactively do through through work anyway so I'm yeah, happy so. to like share that kind of information if you don't want to talk to someone you know and you want to yeah. talk to a third party yeah because sometimes people find it easier talking to somebody who's completely removed from that situation which is also understandable yeah I think yeah, I think we should probably post some stuff like that on on Instagram and whatnot because it is really relevant. And mm-hmm. you know, there'll be a lot of people out there who know about these things already yeah. and stuff. But maybe like seeing it might trigger you to think, "Yeah, I'm just gonna do it." Yeah. And it's completely like off your own back in it. There's no audio or anything. No one's gonna know you've clicked on it. It's just if you you know if we can do anything or like if. If it just leads one person to ask for help or say I'm not okay, then do you know what it's been it's been worth doing this episode for that. Okay, so we asked them um, some questions on Instagram. So we asked about, you know, how the the pandemic had impacted mental health and it had impacted everyone that had responded. So we're not going to mention any names because we appreciate it's quite a sensitive subject. So it's not it's not our story to tell. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna share kind of what they put. So um we've got that people have felt isolated which is completely understandable especially if you're living on your own but I think it's normal to feel isolated even if you don't live on your own like you can't sit in one room with everyone you live with all the time yeah and I think like like I've got one of my really good friends um who lives on her own and you know to start off with she really struggled you know um because you know she's a very like very social person generally um spends a lot of time with her family as well and then all of a sudden that was kind of like no you must not do that um so she really struggled at the start but like to see how well she's come along Mm -hmm. um since is just absolutely amazing like now she's opted to work from home and like like she'll send pictures of her in a like cozy little clothes and stuff you know like a little um loungewear and stuff and she's absolutely loving it but obviously still misses that social interaction so I think I do feel for people on their own but I completely agree that you can also feel isolated Mm -hmm. when just say you you and your family if you live with your family or you and your housemate or whatever because even still you crave the company of more than just one person yeah and there's only so much you can talk about that's not covid related yeah 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 netflix related yeah because like literally my most asked question of anybody that i communicate with are you watching anything good (laughs) yeah my answer to that now is no i've run out of stuff yeah (laughs) because because i feel like covid has just ruined the line of production like (laughs) i was saying i was saying to one of my friends yesterday i was like oh my god have you ever watched stranger things no i can't get into it my um, right um 
so Stranger Things literally announced last year that the next season was coming, right? Mm -hmm. And they must have announced it. I think it was like maybe late summer and they released a little trailer and everything. So I'm thinking, right, it's coming out for Halloween. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not scary, but it's like a bit like it's like monsters and stuff. Right. Right. Halloween. Halloween comes nothing. So I'm thinking, right, okay, it's going to come round Christmas. Give people a bit to watch while they're off work and that. Christmas comes, nothing. Thought, right, new year, new me, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to be I'm gonna be watching Stranger Things early January, like, yeah, early January, mid-January, nothing. So then I Googled it the other day. I'm thinking, where the hell is Stranger Things? <laughs> When's it coming out? When's it coming out? Halloween this year. Next year. Next oh, year. Yeah. Sometime next year. That's Sometime a big that's, that's a big problem to have. Like <laughs> I'm not being funny. I can't cope. Like I understand <laughs> I understand coronavirus and things, but I feel I feel like these people who provide us entertainment need to be vaccinated immediately <laughs> so we can just crack on and give the rest of us normal human beings in society things to watch. It's weird that when it was like some programs, they've still done it. Like, I'm not being funny, but Jersey Shore's still on, and yeah. like they're all COVID tested and they're all spending time together. My mum were telling me she were watching some at the other day, and um, in the program, they were wearing masks and had like the perspex screens and stuff oh, really? as part of the show. Yeah, do you know what I find really weird though? I don't know if I've said it before on another episode, but like, have you ever? like during lockdown we watched a lot of the friends reruns mm. and like there was bits where I thought oh my god they're not social distancing and then I thought <laughs> oh yeah because it was filmed about 20 years ago <laughs> like I like I think oh my god why are they not social distancing you know when I see stuff on the telly and I'm thinking am I like why like I can't even cope with myself <laughs> I can't cope with myself but yeah, so anyways, sorry, anyway, we're I'm on, a <laughs> on a tangent there. But yes, I do think it is easy to feel isolated when you're alone or even when you're not alone. So yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of people have mentioned sort of increased anxiety as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, the hope of going back to some sort of normal, but also not wanting to go out. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's kind of how I were feeling like, yeah. yeah, I want everything to go back to normal, but I'm a bit scared. Yeah, for it to go back to normal. Yeah, that's it, and 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 like what I just I just personally don't think it will be normal, normal for no you know, for for some time now. You know, maybe a year, two years, or whatever before we actually feel like a, a normal society again. Yeah, it's gonna be so weird. Like like you were mentioning earlier, you know, about the plague and stuff. Like this is gonna be part of history that kids mm. learn about at school not like necessarily in the next couple of years but like years down the line gonna be like in 2020 there's this really bad pandemic you know the whole world had yeah. to come to a standstill it's it's just weird to think that that we've lived through that do you know what worries me as well like i watched this thing on netflix i can't even remember what it was but it had like bill gates on it mm -hmm. and it was filmed pre-covid and they were talking about there's a pandemic coming they didn't know what it was going to be or where it was going to start but there's a pandemic coming so 
scientists and whoever else like the powers that be the knowledgeable people in life Mm. um knew that there was something coming and predicted it coming and it worries me that yeah this is just one pandemic but what if there's like another one in two years time yeah it's weird I I read somewhere and I can't remember the number of years but it was like I don't know if it was every hundred years always like you know the the 20 year Mm. there was something like this you know really Spanish I mean we're getting into a whole nother thing now about like conspiracy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that that does freak me out a bit um some other stuff then so like low mood and stressed which I think yeah yeah I definitely do like even now if I'm stuck in the house for one full day and I haven't been outside like it bothers me yeah I think that one that one will probably resonate with most people though Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know anybody who can say oh yeah I've been like absolutely buzzing all of lockdown or like all of covid like Um, don't get me wrong at the the start I was like oh it'd be nice to you know not have to like drive into work and you know I can sit and watch Netflix but you know a couple of weeks down the line you're like all right I'm bored of this now yeah 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 and like now like, I remember thinking, oh, yes, working from home. I'll be doing what I'm doing, watching telly, blah, blah, blah. I can't <laughs> even have the telly on while I'm working because it's just so distracting. It's just um, so distracting. But, yeah, I think that so, one. Someone else has put, it's confirmed their dislike for people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably on I'm that page. I'm one of people in supermarket, like, giving them dirty looks under my mask like can you get away from me what about those people that will literally reach over you to get something oh i know that i'm one of them people though that be like oh it's all right i'll move out at way and i'll say it loud enough for them oh really see whereas i'm just the type of person if somebody does it i'd be like (gasps) just like a little gasp (laughs) like oh my god what are you doing i Um, can imagine in middle of supermarket like actually saying oh gasp yeah covering your mouth (laughs) no that's hilarious that is absolutely do hilarious i will oh gasp <laughs> <laughs> um and then someone's actually put a positive so yeah it has impacted the mental health but in a positive way because mm-hmm. it's given them the time and the drive to lose a massive amount of weight and learn that. how to love themselves and do you know what i love that i think yeah. that's i think that's amazing like you've got to have such willpower and drive yeah to be able to do that i'm really like have that goal and really want to stick to it and, and feel good about doing it and do, I, I think that's amazing do you remember we'd spoken about something like this in our very first episode about the weight loss one where like some mm. people have really used this time to yeah. like turn like turn it round and become like really healthy and stuff so when I saw that I just thought go on like that's such a big achievement yeah. but to do it in a time where like things are so tough I think Mm -hmm. it's almost even a bigger achievement because you've had to work extra hard to keep your motivation up where actually it would have been really easy to fall off the wagon so I think that's just amazing that there's more obstacles isn't there during Locky D so yeah Yeah. I think I think that's amazing it almost it like it it motivated me a bit like you know going for a walk and stuff and like me thinking I really can't wait to get back to the gym the other night I'd met the first healthy meal I'd had in months and well I felt really good after it. Thanks. It was <laughs> one I had Burger King last night, so <laughs> short lived. <laughs> you know, I tried. Yeah. Um, but I'd felt like proper good after it. And I was saying to Craig, I was like, there was barely any calories in that, but it was proper nice. And yeah, yeah. 
you know when sometimes you just crave something fresh don't you yeah 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 like something that's actually been grown recently yeah not yeah. like put together in a lab somewhere and yeah <laughs> dash of glue and a pinch of this <laughs> nice that burger king was it yeah it was beautiful, actually. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that was a really good one. I really liked seeing that because I just it just made me think. Do you know what? It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, and do you know what? That's kind of evidence what we were saying earlier and what we said in the social media one that it's not always about you know sharing good and bad. Yeah. But yeah, if you do share the good things, like that, can have an impact on other people. So we've both seen and thought, do you know what? That's amazing. Yeah. And very rarely is that kind of interaction gonna make you feel rubbish you're probably gonna feel like you know what good for them yeah definitely definitely uh speaking of weight loss and stuff should we see what people have had for tea oh yeah yeah the best bit (laughs) what's for tea so here we are with another what's for tea um this literally picks up my whole day every time we do this because like I love going on and seeing what people have had and thinking oh I'll have that tomorrow and I never have it but like it (laughs) (laughs) but like it just gives me life so um so we had first one was a pinch of nom Cuban beef with roast potatoes I love a roast potato anything with a roast potato now i've not tried this cuban beef but i do follow a pinch of nom on facebook and on insta and like literally whenever anybody posts it it looks unreal like it's yeah it just looks unreal so i feel like it does need to get added to the menu at some point but just (laughs) at some point i'll have it tomorrow means i'll I'll have it tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) um and then we had pork ragu with papadelli pasta nice i don't know what that is but yeah nice you do you know like the thick pastas like do you know what a linguine is yeah like a really thick linguine about that thick right okay yeah nice um and then we had tandoori chicken tray bake with peppers cherry toms and cubed potatoes that sounds fit i love any sort of chicken yeah um somebody put takeaway nice any takeaway is good, but I feel like I want more details. We need specifics. We Was need it a Chinese? That's did what you, we need to know. Did you get a doner kebab or did you get a Chinese? Like, we need <laughs> the detail. Um, somebody put, I forgot to put gammon in the slow cooker. So we had a picky freezer tea. Sometimes they're the best. Now, I love, I love anything like, you know, like a school dinner. Did, <laughs> yeah. you, ever, did you ever have turkey twizzlers in school yes oh man not just at school i had them for tea oh man can't be i'm sure didn't they like had to get rid of them for a bit because there was something wrong with them that they were like really bad they just disappeared off the face of the earth for a while but the back i don't know i felt like that about turkey drummers and then the other week we found them and i've been obsessed with them so like the other day for tea I had like a school dinner. It was so random. Don't judge me for it. I had turkey drummers, scampi and hash browns. Oh, mate, fit. But it was so good. Love scampi. Um, And then we had chicken tikka, chips, korma and peshwari naan. 
which sounds like I love an Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this sounds fancy. Listen to this. Pork in breadcrumbs in a white sauce with mustard and baked broccoli, cauliflower and roasters. I love broccoli and cauliflower. I do. And pork in breadcrumbs sounds amazing. It almost sounds like a schnitzel, doesn't it? I feel like we say this all the time, but pork is such a winner. Yeah, we do sort of rate someone, at least one person always has pork every week. It's me. It was yours the pork ragu. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. I have pork all the time. And I know some people some people absolutely hate pork, don't they? Like ham and yeah. all that, but like me. It's my favourite meat. It's probably the unhealthiest, but I absolutely adore it. So, yeah, once a week, it's defo always me. So you've got um, once a week pork, twice a week pie. <laughs> Where do you have time to try all these new recipes? Right, so, so can I just say, I've not had pie. Did I? So when was National Pie Week? Was that last week or the week before? I can't remember. But I've not had pie since whenever National Pie Week was, and I feel like I've let myself down. Well, that goal is ridiculous then, two pies a week. I know. Well, to be <laughs> honest, right, so I'll just tell you all truth now. It only ever happened for that one week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you met and, the goal for that week, so. Yeah, and then, and then like, it dropped down to one a week, and now it's, like, none a week, so, yeah. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> so we had Asda pizza. So have you ever had an Asda pizza? Uh, no, I don't think I have. They're really nice, you know, like the ones, not the ones you just pick up off the shelves, but the ones that the Asda the people make. make. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think our Asda bakes them as well. Oh, like right. the, you can like you know like the way you'd go to Costco and and get yeah. like a Costco pizza. I'm pretty sure our Asda does something like that, but they are really really nice. Um, and then somebody put a dirty Chinese, and it was beautiful. Who was that? <laughs> that was me, and it was that beautiful. was you. And the good thing is, I got proper full, proper quick. So then there were loads left over for my lunch. The oh, next I love day. that. Love Leftover that. I love Chinese the next day Chinese. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else have we had? So another Chinese. Oh, Scouse with crusty tiger bread again. <laughs> um, oh, this was a good one. Cheesy chip wraps with mayo. That sounds good. Don't you think? It sounds like a carbohydrate overload. Oh. That is nothing but like amazing in my book. Swear to God. And then Burger King, which was obviously yes you. It was so good. So, who are we saying the winner is? Do you know what? I'm going with the um, cheesy chips wrap. I knew you would. And to be honest, let me just have a little flick through them again. Let me just... I think I'm going to go with that as well. It sounds proper Um, nice and I kind of wish I were having that for tea now. It sounds fit, doesn't it? Like, it sounds so basic, but sounds fit. So that was Jodie. Nice. Um, so Jodie had the cheesy chip wrap with mayo. So well done, Jodie. We'll post your badge um, <laughs> in an invisible envelope. So once you get it, just let us know. <laughs> also, you know, if anyone wants to make these badges for us free of charge, feel free. Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to be a badge donor, we're here for that. Just yeah. let us know. Right, so that's us done for another episode. So um, 
thanks guys very much for tuning in and listening to us have this conversation i think it's probably one of the more meaningful um conversations that we'll have on our podcast and you know like i said it is a bit heavy but it's just really important for us to talk about and you know um when when our podcast does come out on the monday we'll post some links up as well um of where you can find health and help and support and stuff so yeah um really really thank you for listening and if you do need you know we're always here to talk so if you do need to reach out to us please don't feel like you know you can't i know i'd said I know I'd said on one of the last podcasts is my face approachable. Um, (laughs) My Instagram's approachable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But for things like this, both of us are very approachable. And whilst we might not, um, you know, have all the answers, we'll do our best to give you a bit of advice or point you in the right direction, at least, if you do need anything. Yeah, definitely. So please just keep, like, talking. It's so important to talk about it. And it just takes that one first step of talking to make it easier going forward. Yeah. So, like I said, well, like Anna said, we'll post some links if you don't want to talk to us or you don't want to talk to anyone you know. There'll be third parties and and charities and stuff like that. that and everything is completely anonymous. So you can follow us at Mecca's a Brew on Instagram. You know, send us a DM. Again, we won't share anything if you do want to. Um, drop us a message about anything and let us know what you thought as well about the episode I think it would be really good to maybe touch on mental health once we come out of lockers yeah definitely see how everyone's doing see how we are when we're at the end of Panny D which yeah and see if there's actually anything left to watch on uh, Netflix I'm still fuming about Stranger Things where's that (laughs) you need to watch um, Ginny and Georgia what is that Ginny and Georgia yeah it came out last week I've already binged it right okay and everyone else go watch it yeah so at Mecca's a Brew um, Spotify Anchor Apple Podcast you can send us an email at Mecca's a Brew at hotmail.com yeah we're just Uh, everywhere aren't we we're everywhere now (laughs) yeah you know we've we've made it yeah four episodes in we've made it big in the game right (laughs) we are the game (laughs) Right, uh, I think that's it from us then. Yeah. Until next time, where normal service uh, resumes. Yep, catch us here again. <laughs> hopefully, something a bit more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just have a whole episode talking about how you don't drink tea. Yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> not. I feel like that would impact my mental health. Thank you very much. But yeah, guys, at Mecca's a Brew, message us. <laughs>